Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we're going to chat about some stuff going on around our church, talk about the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. All right. Thank you all for being here with us today. Well, I guess not exactly here, per se, (laughs) but here in the digital sense. We've got a great show for you today. And to start, I want to ask Josiah if you would give us an update on some things that are going on here around the church. Glad to do that, Dave. Uh, but before mm-hmm. I do that, I suppose I'd I'd rather start by saying mm-hmm. happy belated birthday. <laughs> uh, right. Well, thank you. I guess, yeah, thanks. I guess you had to bring that up, huh? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Uh, 41, 42? Uh, <laughs> easy there, big guy. It was... Uh, it was 38, 38 oh, right. years old. Yeah. 38. Yeah. You know, I was I was actually fine with 37, because you could make the case that 37 was still mid-30s, like 30, 35, 36, 37, and that doesn't have a horrible ring to it, mid-30s, but 38 just might as well be 40, in my opinion. <laughs> well, welcome to the 40s, then. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Anyway, you were saying something about... What's going on here around around church? There are a number of improvements to our site that were planned and have been able to go forward to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, we have a construction crew working on a new family and wheelchair-accessible bathroom going in. Mm. Uh, it should be done within the next two weeks. And I think everyone, especially our families, will find it to be a, a great addition. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, we're making improvements to our indoor playground, mm-hmm. which you've actually been spearheading. Yes. So why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, we've wanted to improve our, our playroom for the kids. So a few months ago, um, the elders voted to set aside the funds to make some substantial improvements to it. And as a dad with young kids, I'm really excited about this because it's going to be another place for my kids to be able to play. Um, I think it's going to be a huge blessing to many families with young kids. And we're not exactly sure when it's going to be done uh, because uh, different things have fallen behind with shipping and because of the coronavirus and all that. So uh, we're hoping sometime in May we'll be finished with it. Uh, If not, definitely June. Uh, But we're excited about uh, a new place for kids to play uh, indoors during the uh, months that the weather isn't so so great outside. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, there's even the potential that this could help with outreach, being a blessing to people in the community. I think so, and that's really the heart behind it, is that um, there's not a lot in this area um, for families to take kids to to play. So we're hoping to have some certain days and certain times where we're just open to the public uh, to come in and and use our playroom and uh, be exposed to our church and hopefully the gospel eventually. That's great. That's Mm. great. Um, On the digital side of things... Uh, we've made a lot of improvements to mm-hmm. our live stream, uh, and right. we are very grateful for our tech yeah. uh, people. Who, They've put in tons of hours. Yes, they have, um, and have done it because they love Jesus mm-hmm. and and love the church. So, yeah. um, very grateful for them. And in fact, just gradually, we're trying to get set up so that we can do both live stream and 
worship in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, That takes uh, additional equipment, which we're acquiring. And so uh, each week there are some adjustments that are being made to prepare for that. So Mm -hmm. there are always challenges uh, um, related to that. But I think this is going to set us up so that when it is time to begin, probably kind of phasing in meeting in person, uh, that will be set mm-hmm. to both have people in worship, and if there are some who wait a little bit longer to come in mm-hmm. person, they'll be able to worship with us. Yeah, yeah. praise God for that. It's been neat to see how so many people have jumped in to try and uh, kind of treat this like an off-season, like let's fix some things, let's improve some things, let's get ready for the next phase of ministry once things get back to normal. So that's been really exciting. We haven't been able to do our normal stuff, but we have been able to do some things during this time, so that's been great. All right, so let's let's get to the sermon. Let's chat about the sermon from last Sunday. You had us in Psalms, the Psalms, so why don't you go ahead and give us a quick recap of the sermon from Sunday? Yes, so we were in Psalm 78, mm-hmm. and the thrust behind that psalm is it expresses God's desire and design for the gospel, this wonderful news of what God has done for us Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. ultimately, uh, to be passed on from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. And the heart behind uh, this message is, I've sensed that this is a really, really challenging time for um, our students in particular, but also for families in general who are trying to, you know, care well for uh, their kids uh, while, in some cases, working, and, and there have been all kinds of challenges. So, mm-hmm. But what I've sensed is God wants us to see, if we look at the challenges that we're facing in the context of the bigger picture of His design mm-hmm. for the covenant family, mm-hmm. there is tremendous opportunity in this. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer is our families would see it mm-hmm. and take full advantage of it, and we would see the kingdom of God advance significantly in the hearts of our covenant families mm-hmm. during this time. Wow. So I was on a group text uh, this week after a sermon, and a comment that someone made uh, in this text um, was about how hard it is as a parent to have grace with our kids, but not simply just to become passive and you know that, to me, that seems like a very fine knife's edge to walk, because in my parenting, I desperately, desperately want my kids to understand how gracious and loving and incredibly merciful God is, but I don't want that to simply become an excuse for me being passive and skipping out on my parenting duties, especially when it comes to warnings and discipline. So it, it feels like a difficult knife's edge to walk in my parenting responsibilities. I agree with that, Dave. And, you know, the interesting thing is, if you look at Scripture, you see that God is incredibly gracious, Mm -hmm. incredibly patient, but He's never passive. Mm -hmm. He's always working out of His heart of tender mercy to uh, move toward us and to enable us to see him and uh, his love for us and respond to it in a way that's for our good. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. as he's moving toward us, 
Sometimes it's in a way to get our attention, too. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's still his heart of love for us. Mm -hmm. He loves us enough that he will pursue us whatever it takes. Mm. Let me follow that up with with this question. You said that, that God has a design for the next generation and the next generation after that and so on and so on. And yet each generation, it seems like, uh, tends to think that they are unique. And uh, maybe it's chronological snobbery or whatever, but each generation tends to think that it's unique and is facing a unique set of unprecedented problems. And that's it's simply not true. Even in this age of COVID-19, this virus, it seems unprecedented. It's a novel virus, right? But it, it's really nothing that hasn't faced uh, generations for millennia. I mean, this has happened over and over again with uh, pandemics and even higher death tolls. Um, so, my, so my question is this, how do we help our kids see that God's plan for them isn't up to debate? That God's plan, it, it it's the same as it was for every generation before them. It's, it's not open to debate. Yes. Well, um, Dave, if I had a simple answer that I could just give you. Uh, I think I could make a lot of money off of uh, publishing many books <laughs> right. uh, on parenting, yeah. um, but clearly I have not done that. Um, hmm. but, I, but I think that the main part to that answer is simply a matter of teaching our next generation mm-hmm. the supremacy of God. Hmm. Uh, either he is God or he is not, hmm. and we pretend something, something else is, Hmm. but we believe that God has revealed himself in the creation, in the scriptures, and supremely through his Son to demonstrate he is God, Hmm. he is present, and even in the midst of things that to us we think if God were present and active, these things wouldn't happen, Mm -hmm. we have seen through history, especially through the central uh, facts of history, that at the times when it seems like things are most going off the rails, mm. God is at work and he's active in his world for the good of his people. Mm. So this should lead us then to keep our um, grounding, our uh, perspective on what's happening in the world on God as he's revealed himself in the scriptures. That's a firm foundation uh, for living and for interpreting uh, our lives uh, and what's happening in the world. Hmm. What do you think people um, could replace the supremacy of God with? Like, if God isn't God, then we pretend something else is. What, what, what do we replace that with as humans? What are we prone to replacing God with in our lives? Uh, well, <laughs> there are all kinds of things hmm. that we're prone to, and I think particularly as uh, Western Americans, we've replaced uh, God with science. Mm-hmm. Science has the answer. Mm. And so things like what's happening now exposes, okay, praise God for science, but scientists have finite knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're not the answer. Medicine's the answer. Well, praise God for uh, medicine, but doctors are very limited in what they can do. So fill, you could fill in a number of things. Money. If you just have enough money, you'll have what it takes. Well, wealthy people are uh, losing their lives, mm-hmm. and 
They don't have enough money to overcome the challenges we face. So there are a number of things that we tend to replace the one true living God with, and none of them can do what He can do. Mm. And all of that often results in just a revolving morality, right? There's a sense that uh, this is appropriate for this age because this age says so. Well, in the next age, that might not be accurate. There's just a revolving morality, and that doesn't work, really. It's not practical, because um, Scripture shows us that there is a definite standard for how to live our lives. Yes. Otherwise, we will just have this arbitrary, revolving morality. Yes, absolutely right. And I think one of the unique things as Christians is that we can have faith in God's Word. And you brought us on Sunday to the Psalms, and I'm thinking of Psalms one, or Psalm 119, and how the psalmist keeps bringing us back to love for the law of God. Yes, and and that's the beautiful thing is when we see God's power, and then we see uh, this God who's used His power to redeem us, then we trust Him. Mm-hmm. And so then we trust His ways, and we say, like the psalmist does in 119, Oh, how I love thy law! Mm-hmm and on it I meditate day and night. The more we see the wonders of His grace that are revealed in the gospel, the more we trust the ways of the King who sent His own Son and gave His life for us that we might have life and have it abundantly. Amen. That's good. Thanks for taking us to the Psalms this last Sunday. I really enjoyed it. It was my pleasure. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to hear God's Word. We want the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly. So as you listen, chew on these words, meditate on them, and thank God for the gift of His Word. This afternoon, we're going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 5, which focuses on Jesus, the one who is the perfect Son Hmm. of the Heavenly Father. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes his honor from him for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God a high priest, 
after the order of Melchizedek. About this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. But though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. And you need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we close, we want to spend time praying for you all, and we hope you will pray along with us if you're able. Josiah, let's change things up this week. How about I go first and then you close us? Sounds great to me. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that, as Josiah read, you've given us your son. This is unheard of in human history that a God would give a son on our behalf. And so we are so grateful. We're just in awe of what you've done for us. We thank you that you had this plan from eternity past and loved us and reached out to save us. And so we are incredibly grateful today for what you've done for us. And in part of that plan is making Jesus to be fully human. And so he knows Mm. exactly what it's like to be us, to be made of dirt, to be made of dust. Mm. And so when we read things like in Hebrews that he's a faithful high priest and he, he feels what we're feeling, it's so comforting to know that Jesus understands everything that we're faced with. And, and so we're, We're grateful, and we ask that you would give us a new vision of Jesus every day to see how gracious and loving and merciful our shepherd is over our souls. And Lord, I'm thinking back to the Old Testament with the countless sacrifices that had to take place, and the high priest that could just go once a year into your presence and how Jesus is superior to all of that, and how because of his one sacrifice, we can come to you countless times, every day, all day long, and approach your throne and find grace to help in the time of need. So thank you so much for our high priest. Lord, we know that in this time of uncertainty, with this virus that's going on, and with an economic collapse, and with loved ones and friends being affected in ways that we never thought possible, Lord, we just call out again to you for grace to help in the time of need. We are desperate for your help now. Lord, we need wisdom. For those of us that aren't sick yet or have already recovered, we need wisdom as we as we try to navigate uncertain times and what we do with our finances and how we treat people in the stores and we don't want to walk by them and be rude, and we, but we want to be following the governor's orders and all these things, Lord, we need so much wisdom. And so we, we trust you for your wisdom and ask that you would give it generously to us during this time uh, because we desperately need your help as we navigate these uncharted waters. Lord, we pray for our, our congregation in particular Lord, we just ask that you would protect us from 
the virus, and Lord, uh, we think that perhaps some have already had it and recovered, mm. and we give you praise for that, we, but yes. we pray, Lord, that going forward um, that we would be spared uh, some of the tragedies that so many people have had to walk through. Um, and we just ask that if it's your will, we would be spared that. But we know that whatever your will is, you will be there with us by our side walking yes. through those waters because you're a faithful high priest. And so we are grateful for that. Lord, we pray that as a church we will has, have wisdom as it seems like in the coming weeks we'll be able to to open up a little bit and start um, uh, getting things a little bit back to normal. We pray that we would have wisdom to know exactly how we're supposed to handle those things. We pray for your grace um, for our leaders, for our diaconate, our elders, our staff, um, that they would know exactly how to move forward. And Lord, we just ask for an end to this plague, that this pa- pandemic would would be done with, and that um, we would see the death toll stop increasing. Yes. And Lord, we pray above all that you would be glorified, and that through this time the gospel of Jesus Christ would go out and that Christians would find a greater need for the gospel and that people that haven't ever accepted the gospel, Lord, we pray that new life would be created in their hearts as a result of this time. So we are grateful for all that you're doing, even in the tough things. We're grateful that you are our God and that we do not need to go elsewhere, but we can come to you as our great high priest. And so we ask and pray all these things in his name. Amen. And Father, as we have been thinking and talking about um, the importance of the gospel being passed on from generation to generation, first we thank you for your son who is the perfect son, uh, who's been uh, the son that none of us have been. He has always uh, trusted in you. Mm -hmm. He has always loved and embraced Uh, your commands. He was always delighted in you. As he said, it is my food and drink to do the will of my Father in heaven. So we rejoice Mm -hmm. that this is our Savior and High Priest, and he has done what we've failed to do, and yet he suffered the condemnation for our failures in our place. So we can own up to you, Lord, the way that we have fallen short as children and as uh, fathers and mothers Mm -hmm. and grandparents. Uh, Oh, how good it is, the wonders of your grace at such a high price Mm -hmm. that you loved us enough that you willingly gave yourself for us, Jesus, our great high priest. We thank you that not only have you uh, covered our failures as uh, children and as parents and grandparents, Uh, but you also have the grace that we need to grow more into your likeness. Mm -hmm. And and we pray, Lord, that that would be happening for uh, the children, the covenant children of Christ Community Church, Mm -hmm. uh, whether they are uh, really young uh, toddlers or elementary, uh, middle school, high school, uh, even college students who who are now at home as well. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are able to reveal yourself. Mm -hmm. You're able to show how much you love them, how full of mercy and grace, how good the Father's plans uh, are for them. And so we pray that you would be revealing yourself in a powerful way to our students. We are believing you, O God, 
for many of our um, covenant children to come to faith to you in this time. And uh, Lord, for those who do know you and, are, and trust you, for their faith to be deepened significantly as they see what a rock you are mm. to build their life on, even as the world around them uh, is shaking. And Father, I pray as well that this would be a time when, um, when children would be wanting to share their faith with their classmates. Um, I know that there are opportunities, though they're not with one another regularly, for uh, chatting and different things like that. Lord, I pray that um, our students would have a marked difference, mm. that it would be clear that they have a hope, a real living hope, and that they would have the courage um, to give the reason for the hope that's in them. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that that for all of us, um, I pray that as you strengthen and encourage the hearts of parents, that you would enable parents to have conversations that they've thought about for some time, maybe procrastinated. Uh, I pray that you would give them the confidence that you would be pleased to work through them in the lives of their children as you've called them to be the primary disciplers. Lord, I pray that where there's a need for repentance on the part of parents to say, hey, son or hey, daughter, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for some time, but to be honest, I've been kind of afraid. I, I didn't want to hurt our relationship, but but I just need to, I need to say this to you because I love you. I pray that mm -hmm. where that's appropriate, you would enable that to happen. In other cases, I pray that um, there would just be a celebration of your uh, your covenant faithfulness, mm -hmm. that um, for many of our uh, students, that they would see how blessed they are mm -hmm. to have parents who know Jesus and who've shared the good news with them, and that they would be able to express that, encourage the hearts of uh their, their parents. Lord, for many of us who are now adults, but who had parents who loved us and spoke the truth to mm -hmm. us, Lord, mm -hmm. may, may we encourage their hearts and just say to them, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Father, I pray that you would encourage and embolden grandparents who many know their grandkids are not walking with you, that they would seize the opportunity that you give them and and their grandkids hearts would be opened up so lord we are asking we believe the fields are ripe for the mm -hmm. harvest uh, and so we pray lord that you would enable us to be the laborers you've called us to be to plant seeds and that we could see the lord of the harvest uh cause those seeds to be watered, and give the increase. Lord, we know we can't do that. We can't make the gospel grow in someone's heart, but you can, and you have revealed that you love to do that. And so we are asking with faith and expectation that we will see a great harvest mm -hmm. from the seeds that are planted during this mm -hmm. time. We ask all these things in the matchless name of Jesus, yes. our great high priest. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. 
If you'd like to know more about our church, you can visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.